Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Heidi Hecklebeck gets the sniffles. What did you just say about your arms? No. Come on. You know what? Here's the thing. I'm going to tell you something. Somebody else is going to feel that way and be nervous about it. And if you say me too, they're going to be like, I'm not alone. Yeah, but what if somebody isn't? I'm not saying that. All right. We're not going to say it. All I'm saying is if you're brave and you say things that are silly, other people will say, I love her. Because she's just like me, and we're going to be best friends. No, I'm not. Because sometimes, like, when people listen to podcasts, they really get to feel like they know you. I'm not saying it. All right. Maybe one day you'll say it. Okay. Welcome to part two of Heidi Hecklebeck Gets the Sniffles. Doesn't sound like she's doing much of the carnival tonight, huh? No, she's doing it. Okay. I hope so. Chapter six, Quick Fix. What do you think a quick fix is? Okay, first of all, why didn't she revert to a spell from the start, right? All right. If only I could get rid of this stupid cold, Heidi thought. Then I could go back to the festival. She flopped onto her bed. It could take two days to get better, and by then the festival's going to be long gone. Okay, I hope the festival's at least two days. You know what I mean? Well, usually two days, like a weekend thing. Yeah. Okay. Heidi threw her stuffed owl against the wall. It bounced off and rolled under her dust ruffle. She reached over and picked it up and noticed her book of spells under her bed. Wait a second, she thought. Maybe I can get better faster. Okay, if I had a spell book, that would be my answer to everything. Right? <laughs> she, math, I don't know math. Hmm. Yep. She do a spell to make me smarter. I'm sorry, I would. This is why I'm not a witch, because I would take advantage. She pulled the book out from under You're the bed. I know, yep, I, I think so too. Okay, there has to be a spell to cure a cold, she said to herself. Heidi looked at the contents, contents page and found a whole chapter on health, where there were remedies for everything from rashes to back pain. Then she found a spell called No More Sickness. Mm. Bingo! I swear, if it says, are you going to miss out on the carnival? Then- I know! I'm like, this book is full of it. Okay, well then get ready to, to say that. Okay, ready? No more sickness. Do you have an upset stomach? Are you the kind of witch who has the tendency to get tonsillitis? Or perhaps you've come down with a rotten cold. Okay, well, it doesn't say that. If anything ails you, then this spell is for you. Ingredients. One teaspoon of cinnamon. Okay, that's a lot of cinnamon. One cup of peppermint tea. Two tablespoons of ketchup. Oh, my God. Mix the ingredients together in a mug. Hold your Witches of Westwick medallion in one hand and place your hand over the other mix and chant the final wor- following words. sniffle dee do sniffle dee day make this sickness go away. Drink the potion and feel your sickness disappear. Yeah, you won't feel sick anymore, but you'll puke. Ugh. You don't know that you'll puke. I mean, I guess. The thought of drinking that mixture of ingredients was totally disgusting. But it wasn't as bad as feeling sick, and Heidi bookmarked the page. Then she slid into her fuzzy blue bunny slippers 
and headed downstairs. She paused on the bottom stairs and listened. Mom was on the phone. Heidi tiptoes past, tiptoed past her, her office and into the kitchen. She plopped a big tea bag into the mug and filled the mug with warm water. Then Addie Heidi. Addie. <laughs> Heidi added the cinnamon and ketchup and stirred the ingredients together. When she was done, she shuffled towards the stairs with her potion. Is that you, Heidi? called Mom. Heidi froze and held her mug closed. Yep, it's me. I just uh, wanted some juice. Oh, good, said Mom. Are you up for a movie? I would much rather go to the festival, said Heidi. I know, but not this time, Mom said apologetically. I'll get some pillows and blankets. Heidi went to her room and shut the door. She sat on the floor and placed her Witches of Westwick medallion around her neck, and she held her held the medallion in one and put the other over her mug. Then she chanted the spell. For a moment, the, the mixture bubbled, and then it became still again. Heidi took a sip. It's a good thing I'm too sick to taste this, she thought. Then she guzzled it down. Chapter 7, Ribbit. Heidi set down the mug and breathed through her nose. The air went right in, just like it was supposed to. No sniffles, she thought. Then she swallowed no sore throat. Oh, Heidi, Yeah. Heidi hopped to her feet and jumped up and down. I don't even have a single ache or pain. She did a little happy dance. I feel better, she thought. Now I can go to the festival. She couldn't wait to tell her mother when she ran from room to room and called to her mom from the top of the stairs. Ribbit, she shouted. Ribbit, ribbit. Heidi covered her mouth with her hand. Oh no, she thought I sound like a frog. Something must have gone wrong. Heidi thundered downstairs and ran straight to mom's office. Mom twirled her chair around. What in the world is going on, asked mom. You sound like a herd of buffaloes coming down the stairs. Are you feeling better? Heidi pointed frantically to her mouth. Mom looked puzzled. Heidi opened her mouth and pointed down her throat. You're so silly, she said. Just tell me if your throat still hurts. Heidi shook her head and bugged out her eyes, and she grabbed a pen out of Mom's pencil cup. She peeled off a sticky note and wrote a message. I used a spell to get rid of my cold, and something went wrong. Now I have a frog in my throat. Help. Mom read the note and looked at Heidi. Are you sure, she asked. Heidi nodded. Try and say something. Ribbit, Heidi said. Oh, dear. Ribbit, 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 which translated to please help me. Mom put her hands to her cheeks. Oh, Heidi, she said. You've done it again. Well, she's a little girl to spell book. I'm just saying. And honestly, I bet you these are going to make for some silly memories when she's older, huh? <laughs> Chapter 8. Say something. Heidi began to cry. She peeled off another sticky note. Do you think Aunt Trudy can help me? Yes. Well, she's at the festival, said Mom. But don't forget, I'm a witch too. Maybe I can find, find out what went wrong. Show me the spell that you used. Mom really used her witching skills. She tried to have as normal as a life than anyone. As anyone. But today she had... Uh, her daughter. Had to make an exception. Heidi jotted down another note. I'll get my book. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Heidi ran Wait, to she get. Said it. No, she wrote a note. Oh. Yep. Heidi ran. That'd be a big mistake. I know. Heidi ran and got her book of spells. Then she opened it. No more sickness spell. Mom studied the ingredients. Hmm. She said, "What kind of tea did you use?" Heidi answered with a sticky note. Mint. Oh, let's go to the kitchen and see see if we have a note. Heidi raced to the kitchen and pulled. 
tea from the cupboard and handed it to mom. Mom opened the box. She sniffled, sniffed the tea bags. Then she looked at the label. Interesting, she said. Ribbit, questioned Heidi. What really meant what in frog? Mom pointed to the picture on the box. You use spearmint tea. The recipe calls for peppermint. Heidi looked puzzled. They're different, said mom. Spearmint and peppermint are different enough to affect your spell. Heidi hung her head low. Now hold on, mom said. I'll see what I can do. Mom scurried to her office and came back with her witches of Westwick medallion. She, then she pulled a container of salt and her jar of honey from the, from the cupboard. Heidi sat, on, Heidi sat on the kitchen stool and watched her mom squeeze a half a cup of honey into the bowl. Then she added a teaspoon of salt and mixed them together. Mom spread the mix into Heidi's neck with her fingertips. Then she picked up her medallion and chanted a spell. Shazing, shazing, shazong, remove this croaking frog. Oh, shazog, sorry. Heidi sat and stared at her mom. Just don't sit there, said mom. Please say something. Heidi tried to think of something clever. And when she opened her mouth and went oink, oink, her mom clunked the palm of her hand. Um, no, she cried. Now you sound like a pig. Heidi smiled. Just kidding, she said. Not funny, said mom. Sorry, said Heidi. That's all you could think of to say? Mom ruffled her hair, but there was still one problem. Chapter 9. Two words. A chew, sneezed Heidi. A chew, a chew. She felt completely yucky all over again. Sorry, no more fix-it spells, said mom. Health cures are just too risky. You're just going to have to get well the old-fashioned way, said mom. Ugh, said Heidi. Come on, said mom. Let's watch... Let's wash off this honey mixture, and then we can make a nest and watch the witch, the witch switch. A nest? Like a nest on the couch of blankets. After washing the sticky mixture, Heidi and Mom snuggled on the couch and watched a movie. It was dark when Henry and Dad got home. The boys sat on the couch and tried to cheer Heidi up. I brought you a bag of kettle corn and a frosted pumpkin sugar cookie, said, said Henry. Thanks, said Heidi, even though she did not feel like eating anything. Oh, I got you something too," said Dad. He pulled out a stuffed black cat from behind the, from behind his back and handed it to Heidi. The cat had an arched back, a frizz tail, and green eyes, and a red stitching for its nose and mouth. I won, I won it in the football toss," said Dad proudly. He had to toss a lot of footballs," said Henry. <laughs> I love it," said Heidi, admiring the cat. What else did you guys do? Well, we went on a hayride, said Henry, but it was really bumpy. Then we went on the maze, and Henry got lost, Dad said. Well, I just got a little bit mixed up, said Henry. Did you go in the haunted barn, asked Heidi. Believe it or not, I did, said Henry. Henry had never been in the haunted barn before. Barn before. How was it, asked Heidi. Really, really scary, said Henry, but I loved it. Heidi looked at the floor. I sure wish I could have gone. She said irably, oh, miserably. I was like, what's irably? Miserably. The haunted barn is my favorite thing ever. Now I have to wait a whole year until the next one. Heidi slumped down on the sofa and pulled the pillow over her face. Two words, said Henry. That stinks. That does stink. Chapter 10, a surprise. Heidi missed a whole week of school. Holy cow. By Saturday, she felt like her old self again. Guess what, said Henry at breakfast. What, said Heidi. Today you get a big surprise. Why, 
asked Heidi. Because you missed the fall festival, said Mom. <gasps> what kind of surprise, asked Heidi. Haunted house, said Henry. Heidi squealed. I love haunted houses. She said, where is it? In the garage, said Dad. The Hecklebecks had a big garage. It even had wooden stairs that led to an upstairs storage area. It has a real ghost and everything, said Henry. But you have to wait until dark, said Mom. Can Lucy come, asked Heidi. Mom and Dad looked at each other. Lucy had other plans today, said Mom. Rats. Oh, I bet you it was a surprise. She's coming. But still, I, but I still can't wait. Heidi and Henry spent the whole day at Aunt Trudy's as they carved jack-o'-lanterns and made pumpkin cupcakes with monster faces. After, after, uh, after, oh my gosh, what am I doing? After supper, Heidi had to wait in her room until her family was ready. At six o'clock, her bedroom door creaked and opened. A hand reached in and turned the lights off. And then she saw Aunt Trudy in the doorway. She had on a jet black dress with jagged, a jagged hem. Her hair had been teased and she wore smoky eye makeup and a bright red lipstick. Like messy. So it's like, like spooky. Spooky. Hello, Heidi. She said, oh, hello, Heidi. She said in a deeper voice than usual. My name is Raven and I'm going to take you to the haunted house. Heidi jumped up and followed Raven outside around the gra- around to the garage. Which is actually her aunt. Max, what is the deal, buddy? Hold on one sec, you guys. Okay, we're back. Okay, dogs? Kind of annoying sometimes. All right. Followed Raven outside around to the garage. The jack-o'-lanterns had been lit and displayed around the house. Strands of twinkly orange lights hung from the garage and covered the bushes. And a sign on a stake in front of the garage said, For sale! Underneath it said, cheap dirt. (laughs) I don't get it. Raven shook her head sadly. I tried to sell this house for 50 years, but nobody wants to buy it. How come, said Heidi. Oh, they're making it sound like a real real haunted house. Um, Are you sure you want to know, Raven asked. Positive, said Heidi. Raven glanced up at the upstairs window in the garage as if she was checking something really quickly. Then she looked back at Heidi. This house is haunted. Heidi's eyes grew wide, even though she knew there was no such thing as ghosts. Uh, I don't believe that. Yes, there is. Me too. She began to feel a tingle in her spine. By what, said Heidi? By a ghost, Raven whispered. Raven opened the door of the garage, and a cold, eerie mist came over, swept over Heidi. They stepped inside, and Raven went on whispering. No one ever knows when this ghost will appear, she said as she looked uncertainly around her. Heidi heard a door creak somewhere in the garage. Inside of the garage had been made to look like rooms in someone's house. Do you think today the ghost will come out, asked Heidi. Raven paused for a moment. We shall see, she whispered. Then Heidi heard someone moan. Uh, I want to come down. Oh, I want to come down, said the eerie voice from the wooden stairs. What was that, asked Heidi. Bring, asked Heidi, biting the corner of her fingernail. Raven looked up. Oh, no, she whispered. I fear it may be the ghost. A dusty piano then began to play chopsticks all by itself. Heidi never realized how creepy chopsticks were until a dark, until she could hear it in a dark, spooky garage. She pointed to the piano. How is it doing that? 
The ghost likes to play the piano, said the Raven, said Raven. But it's funny, it doesn't seem to need to need to be at the piano to play it. When the voice from then, the voice from upstairs wailed again. I want to come down, it cried. Okay, that's creepy. Yeah. Come, Raven said. I'd like to show you the dining room. Heidi followed Raven into the dining room. The table was set for dinner. A mummy sat at one end of the table and a skeleton on the other. A zombie boy sat on one side. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm hungry, said the zombie boy. Will you please take the lid off my dinner? Raven nodded to Heidi. Heidi looked at the domed plate. Don't be afraid, she told herself. Oh, my God. Remember, this is all fake. Then she lifted up. Then she bit the bottom of her lip and lifted up the lid and screamed. There was a head on the platter and it wiggled its tongue at Heidi and grabbed onto Raven and held on tight. Will you turn that off, babe? Yuck, complained the zombie boy. We had, we had someone else's head for dinner last night. Heidi took a closer look at the ghoulish head on the plate. It looked an awful lot like Dad. Then a door banged upstairs. I'm coming down, said the ghostly voice. I wonder who that is. I know. <gasps> Lucy? Her yeah, I think so too. Chapter 11. Boo. Raven led Heidi to the living room. Huge spiders hung from the ceiling. An old lady rocked in a chair with her knitting. A black cat sat beside her. It hissed at Heidi. Then the coffin table in front of the old lady began to creak. The, the lid slowly opened. And a vampire boy rose from inside. Oh, there's all of her friends, I think. Good evening, he said. I want to suck your blood. Heidi hid behind Raven. Oh, don't mind him, said the old lady. He just wants his bottle. The old lady handled a baby bottle full of what looks like blood to him. Heidi shut her eyes and handed the bottle to the vampire. He slurped it down. It's probably like Capri Sun. Yeah. Fruit punch. Mm-hmm. Thank you, said the vampire boy. That was wonderful. Look. That was wonderful. He said, that was wonderful. Uh, that was <laughs> then the boy in the coffin lie back down and shut the lid. I'm coming down, said the spooky voice from upstairs. The old lady stopped knitting and looked at Heidi. Little girl, you must get out of this house, she warned. Get out while you still can. I wonder who that is. I don't know. Let's see. The wailing voice got a little bit louder. I'm coming down. The dim lights began to flicker. We'd better go, Raven urged. She rushed Heidi I down think, towards the floor. I think she's like flickering the ro- yep, lights. Yep, me too. But it was too late. They ran right into the ghost at the bottom of the stairs. The ghost wore a ragged dress that had sheets all over its face. And it hopped from the stairs and landed in front of Heidi. Boo, said the ghost. Heidi screamed and ran out the door into the driveway. Wait, shouted the ghost as, Heidi, as she chased Heidi out, the gra- out of the garage. It's me, Lucy. Heidi turned around. Lucy, is that really you? Yes, she cried. Then everyone came out. Mom, Dad, Henry the zombie, Aunt Trudy, Heidi the, and the vampire boy, who was really Heidi's friend, Bruce. Heidi began to laugh. Did we scare you, asked Henry. Did you ever, said Heidi, still catching her breath. That haunted house was the best. Yes, said Henry, pumping his fist. Or no, he said like, yes, 
um, Henry said, pumping his fist. Everyone cheered. Then they all went to the Heckelbeck's house and had monster cupcake but goblets. Were, they were already in, at the house. They were, but the garage is a detached. It's like a different unit. Yeah. Uh, then they all went to the Heckelbeck's house and had monster cupcakes and goblets filled with blood, which of course was just really fruit punch. That's cool. They have like a they have like a um, Halloween party. Being sick stinks, huh? Yep. Agree. Cute. Cute to the cute, cute Wait, book to the book book. It did, but we're just reading them in order. No, no. Remember? Well, they she didn't was... say it was Halloween. They said it was a fall festival, so I don't know if it happened on Halloween. But they didn't mention anything about um, costumes, though. So I think it's just fall. And it was just like a Halloween theme, you know? But it hard to... Yeah, but what would be after Halloween? I mean, Thanksgiving. Mm, yeah, that's not scary. Maybe they live in Salem where it's like spooky, spooky. <sighs> I'm not kidding. Salem is where the um, Salem witch trials were. And do you know that's where they hung a bunch of witches? They literally mm-hmm. hung women because they thought that they were witches. And like back not in, in real life. Yes, in real life. I'm not Okay. We're literally getting the book, What Are the Salem Witch Trials? And I'm going to read it to you because it was so messed up. If somebody didn't like you, they could say, she's a witch. And then they would hang you. Like I could be walking down the street and say, can you please have your dog stop pooping on my front yard? And then they would say, Jenna's a witch. And then they would tell the city council and they would come and get me and they would say, are you a witch? And I would say, no. And they'd say, liar. And they would take me and hang me. What would happen if you said yes? They would hang you. <laughs> like way. you, yeah, either way. They would just hang you. Is that crazy? Is that just, can you believe that's how they used to do things? Man, they used to do some other crazy stuff too. Human beings, human beings, human beings are crazy people, man. Honestly, what's wrong with a witch? Honestly, witches are probably nicer than human beings. <laughs> I'm just going to say, they cast spells on people that probably like deserve stuff. I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying they do. I said probably, but all I'm saying just is like, I'm just saying. Just like <clears throat> Smelony. Yes, exactly just like Smelony. Peyton, you are quite right. You said Smelony. I think I've, I'll say Smelony till the cows come home because that little girl needs a spanking. Cows? Till the cows come home. It's just a saying. What does that mean? It's like... I don't know, maybe it means the cows don't usually come home, so you're going to say it for a long time. I don't know. You know what? We'll Google that too, okay? Till the cows come home. I just popped my wrist. Ooh, careful. I like this. Okay, well, I know what book we should order no. and read after the Heckelbeck series. No. The Salem Witch Trials are amazing. No. And it's a real place. People literally travel there every year. And on Halloween, you don't even want to go. It's so busy. You can go there and see literally where people were hanged. You can see the whole town. They still, like, tons of witches are there. Yes. And they do spells. They sell things. It's literally the coolest, spookiest place. Mom, close your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> what? The, this side is longer. That's uh, all right. Peyton's making fun of my eyeliner because I didn't do it. You know what? Okay, they're sisters, not twins. Leave me alone. Is it really, like, really a lot longer? Wait, close your eyes. Or not that much, or is it just a little? I mean, so, okay, the other eye, it just goes like this, and then that one goes like this. You're being pretty critical of, you know I'm not a professional makeup artist, right? 
this. Yes, I see. You're pointing like I'm incapable <laughs> of doing my eyeliner, which apparently I am. Okay? You know what, little girl? <laughs> this side goes up, this side goes sideways. Well, maybe I was being creative, okay? No, you weren't. It's hard. It's hard to do eyeliner. Okay, bye.